It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Nick Verzellini and Colin McLaughlin. It's Monday, October 2nd. Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, and Dylan Bishop on the show today. Good Monday afternoon to everybody. And how are you guys doing today? Doing pretty well, Nick. How about you? I'm doing well. Ravens got a win, so that was good. Shepard looked a lot better this week, got a win as well. So overall, it was a successful weekend. WVU got a win. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm fired up about. I thought the Commanders were going to win. Unfortunately, fell in overtime to Philadelphia. Still a great game, a bounce-back game, it seemed like, statistically, for Sam Howell. So looking forward to talking about that a little later on. But the important part was that Taylor Swift was at the Jets game. It's true. She was. And now that's, yeah, still all over social media. Doesn't look quite as good this week. How long does this last? I don't know. Until okay. she's you have to ask her. Broken like is, up with him. Or you think it's going to be that long? Yes. Or, or like, are we just going to like historically? Accept? Historically, not very long. Chance. <laughs> well, I'm not saying like the relationship, but let's just oh. say like, well, that, how long does the hype last? Me. I guess. Yes. Oh. You think it's going to be the entire yes. time? Yes. So exactly. I should root for them to break up. Are you if you're, you're not, that if you're not having twisted, yes. yeah. <laughs> if you're not having fun seeing cuts to Taylor Swift during the game, then yeah. I mean it I doesn't guess. really bother me, but it's just like it seems a little bit too much sometimes. Like I don't need a Taylor Swift reference every single time Travis Kelsey Kelsey makes a catch. But you're gonna get one. Yeah, but I I don't want it. I mean, listen, if they don't cut to every five minutes, the Swifties are gonna turn the game off. Yeah, but how many Need people those are watching that are just Swifties? I haven't looked at the numbers yet, but there's probably Buddy. a good bit. <laughs> people love Taylor Swift. People love and a football. Lot. Not the same people though, so you got to cross. You got to have the crossover. Do you think if the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, Usher brings on Taylor Swift that they're still dating? Absolutely. I think that's a great idea. We've seen Taylor Swift loves dancing at those like you know award shows, the concerts during the award shows. Maybe she she would would just want to enjoy herself. Yeah, I mean, maybe the maybe Andy Reid would bring her in for a halftime pep talk with the team. (laughs) What would she say in this speech, Dylan? Um, If I knew some really good, inspiring Taylor Swift lyrics, I'd recite them now. But unfortunately, I I don't know Taylor Swift's uh, music. What's going to happen well when the Chiefs that. lose a game? I don't Are know. the Swifties going to attack that team that beats them? How long do you think they've been dating, though? Because I saw a clip from know. J.J. Watt that was like, she's cheering, she's sitting next to um, Mama Kelsey, and then she's cheering for him like he came back from war, which was a funny <laughs> clip from J.J. Watt. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, weeks, yeah, that, that seems a little much, though, for a few weeks, right? I don't know. Where else would you have her sit, though? No, I'm just saying, like, how she's, like, I don't know. I think it's just who she is. Maybe. That could be. I'm not trying to get the Swifties against the sports mix, so we should probably... That's the last thing we want. (laughs) We'd become popular. That's true. It could get more ratings. All publicity is good publicity? Yeah, That's what they say. Sure. But no. (laughs) Not this publicity. There's probably... 
a, a whole lot of sports shows out there complaining about Taylor Swift right now. So maybe we go to the other direction. Maybe we are becoming Embracing? the number one we get Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift on the show. Listen, anything's possible. That would be something if we got Taylor That's your Swift assignment on the this show. week. We become the number one Taylor Swift sports radio show, and she'll come on. There you go. Okay. Okay. So we're pro Taylor Swift. I Keep guess, showing yes. more. Keep show us more. We should just have a Taylor Swift cam. I think they the already do. No, but just like in the bottom corner of the screen. So picture forget the picture. Manning cast for Taylor the next Swift cast. Monday Night Football that the Chiefs are on or any primetime game. Yeah, just my have, my problem. Just have Taylor Swift on ESPN. There was a problem during that Sunday night game of showing clips, you know, showing shots of an attention seeking diva who doesn't play football. But it was Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I saw that meme. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, he's hopefully going to be back soon. According to him, it's this season. I don't know about that, but unless he changed it, I heard he's getting like, or at least there are like some rumors that if he goes overseas, he might find some different treatments that are more advanced than American medicine, and he might be able to come back. Does he go to North Korea? I think it was like Germany. (laughs) Is he like where he was supposed to? I don't know. Why would Why would you go to North Korea? I don't know. Do they have something that we don't? Yeah, that's Dennis Rodman. Exactly. Know. Like Dennis is, Rodman is or Aaron Rodgers, the NFL's version of Dennis Rodman. I don't think he would hang out with Kim Jong Un. Would I, you be surprised? Mm, I don't know. I don't know with that guy anymore. <laughs> He's all over the place. That's true. I just felt like since we kind of like this, this show, a completely right different yeah. direction. <laughs> I wanted to go even further. Well, I think we should talk about high school football. We should. That was the original plan, but I wanted to see how Can Taylor Swift show up at a Martinsburg game? Ooh. No. No. But Be too dangerous. There's Travis not enough Kelsey's security. son was playing for Martinsburg. Doesn't have any kids, but I guess, like, yeah. in the future, yeah. One day. One day. Show is brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons. Family-owned full-service funeral yeah. home that has probably served area since 1880. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't sure how far along you were going with that, but yeah. Let's get into high school football now. Enough let's do it. Taylor Swift for the time being, obviously. Martinsburg. Dylan says there will be more Taylor oh, Swift. Oh, there'll yep. be more time. Don't you worry be. about us. We'll get back. <laughs> we'll get back to Swift. Somebody get us Taylor Swift on the show, or we will do it. Martinsburg beats Mossman 42, nothing. Um. This was a strange game. It was seven nothing at halftime. It was very competitive early, and then the muscle or the Martinsburg defense took over, and then things just completely fell apart. It seemed like on the Muscleman side, had a punt go over their head and run a snap, and just it, it just kept getting worse. It seemed like for the Appleman, but um, impressive showing from Martinsburg in that second half defensively. Yeah, we had more defensive touchdowns than offensive touchdowns in a game which is something i believe even coach walker said that during the uh interview at the end of the game with matt miller that i don't think he's even been a part of a game like that before where the defense is the one that is ending up scoring and i believe there were three defensive touchdowns the one um special teams touchdown because of the fumble recovery off of the uh high snap back for Musselman's punt and then you had 
two offensive touchdowns, the incredible 44-yard touchdown run by Murphy Clement, and then the one-yard run by Coy, I believe it was, at the start of the game. Yeah, I thought the Muslim defense was playing pretty well for that first half. They I mean, really they only gave up 14 points defensively. So right, they were on their way to giving up another touchdown towards the end of the half, but then it was a fumble by Malachi Williams there in, inside the 10 yard line. But overall, they were able to contain Martinsburg. It, part of it was time of possession yeah. and the fact that the Muslim offense was just kind of you know chugging down the field you know bit by bit getting you know three plays for 10 yards just it was kind of a three yards in a cloud of dust offense for most of the game for the appleman and it used up a lot of clock so most martinsburg only had three possessions first one's a touchdown second one they go for it and you know on fourth and eight i think it was and they got only seven yards and then the third one is that fumble right inside the 10 yard line so that's why it was only seven points at halftime. So that's effective, effective defense and offense to keep yourself in a game. But then things just kind of unraveled from there. Musselman makes a quarterback change in the second half. I believe when it was still 14 to nothing, Eli Fleming throws a pick six to Buzz Dover, 14 nothing. And I th- believe he stayed in for one play the next drive, made a handoff. And then by that time, that's when Coach Thomas decided put in michael thompson for the rest of the game so we'll see if that continues i thought that fleming was actually playing pretty well in the first half he was four for five passing and then opened up the second half with two straight completions before the interception the interception was a very bad pass though it was you could just floated the ball up in the air guy wasn't open too much time for dover to come and you know anyone on that martinsburg offense to come over and pick that one off yeah, I think, I mean, we're going to talk to Coach uh, Thomas tomorrow after the show. So uh, Today after the show. Uh, today after the show. Air we'll play tomorrow, tomorrow on the sports mix. So um, we'll probably ask him about that or we will ask him about the decision there. But it was kind of a interesting decision. I think maybe part of it was that Fleming has struggled recently, so they wanted to see yeah. if Michael Thompson could give them a spark. It's a tough game to enter into against martinsburg but just based strictly off of how eli was playing it didn't seem like he was playing bad necessarily but it was kind of a bad decision there um to throw that ball uh but we'll have to ask coach thomas about more details on that this afternoon so overall i think musselman did have some positives in the game despite not really finding a whole lot offensively i think like you said their defense played pretty well and at times the offense was able to at least move the ball and get somewhat of an identity, which has been, I think, kind of one of their struggles since week one is they don't really know what they want to do offensively. Now they're turning into more of a physical run first team. Week one, they were much more of a spread offense. So a lot has changed for them. They got to kind of figure it out. I don't think their season's over. I think they will bounce back and, and play some good football here down the stretch. But it's definitely been a tough couple of weeks for this team uh, since how they started the year. Yeah, and it's going to be still incredibly tough for this Musselman team to make the playoffs because you look at the upcoming schedule for them. Yeah. You have Cabell Midland, Hedgesville, Jefferson, Washington, Parkersburg. 
Yeah, we right. already knew that schedule was tough enough, but the way that things have been going, it actually looks even tougher than it maybe did at the start of the season. I think Parkersburg was upset this week, so there's a potential win. Obviously, you'd have to beat both That's of those That's still EPAC only their teams. first loss. Yeah, I mean, they're a good team. I don't think there's any easy game on that schedule from here on out, but you never know. I feel like most oh, that was their second loss. My apologies. Could go in there and get a, a win. So we'll have to wait and see. It's definitely not going to be easy. They knew that though heading into the year. You know, they put themselves in a tough schedule. So uh, anytime you're challenging yourself, you know, it's going to be tough. I think they could get though two five hundred or or potentially six wins to get into the playoffs, but it's going to be tough. You're going to have to knock off probably both EPAC teams and and get a win over either. Well, you got three EPAC teams left. All right. Who, who's the other one? Hedgesville, Jefferson, and Washington. Right, yeah. So yeah you Hedges, got, Hedgesville and Washington are games that you assume they can they can win still. But then Jefferson, Cabell, and Parkersburg. To get the sixth, you have to win four of your last five, which most likely would mean you got to beat all three of the EPAC and then either upset Cabell or Parkersburg. Yeah, I think it's possible. It's possible. It's incredibly tough. I would say it's less likely that I would say it's more more likely than not that they don't do that at this point. But it's possible. I mean, I don't know. I think Jefferson's good, but I don't know if they're. But as you were saying, and what that much better than Muslims? Muslims on their the direction. I'm going in is. You said that they haven't found an identity. It seems like yeah, maybe they true. have, but at this point, halfway through the season, most teams have. Yeah. I just I feel like we've doubted this team before and they've bounced back. Right. No, and that's why I, I kinda have the optimism optimism, excuse me, like you have right now, but not as much, I guess, is what I'm saying. Because at the start of the year I said playoff team, but right now, the way things are going and I think Not we knew an though. Identity, it seems like like losing to Martinsburg really doesn't change anything because that was a game that most people presumed you would lose anyway. I think the loss to Spring Mills and the way it was definitely, I think, changed our thoughts on this team. If that was a closer game and they lost, then maybe you still feel pretty confident. But the way they lost that game didn't look that great. So, you know, we'll see if they can bounce back. Cabell's going to be very tough. It looks like with you know what they have and obviously they picked up the park south quarterback so um they're you know, they're a dangerous team they're gonna have to prove that they can score points a like scoring three against spring mills is it, it's it's one thing to get shut out by martinsburg plenty of teams get shut out by martinsburg we've seen that spring mills has improved this year but scoring three points against them and we saw in against morgan a good morgantown team they didn't score many points either scored six yeah right this just by the eye test on Friday didn't look like an offense that can score many points for against these these teams that they're going to play that they'll need to beat to get into the playoffs. They got to prove that they can do it. Yeah, we'll see if they can bounce back. I mean, it's a very tough schedule, like you guys said. You know, on paper it doesn't look like it's going to happen, but there is potentially a path where they do get in, and I wouldn't count them out completely just yet. So let's move on. Uh, Tonk Hedgesville Jefferson Jefferson gets the 28 nothing win you know not a whole lot to take away from that I mean we expected Jefferson to win the game I thought maybe Hedgesville would be able to put up a few touchdowns on the board but they weren't able to do so so uh, 
good win for the Cougars as they are now back in control of their own destiny and solidifying themselves as a playoff team. Yeah, I think you come away from that game pretty positive for Jefferson for the rest of the year, that they can continue on the path that you kind of expected for them coming into the year. You know, they dropped a game against Sharando that you didn't really think that they were going to. But all in all, impressive performance to shut out Hedgesville. You know, Hedgesville, they've got some good pieces over there, but it's not a surprise that Jefferson was able to handle them. I think DeMonte Martin missed the game. Yeah, that's part of it there that they weren't able to score is missing him. So that's, that's kind of been an issue for Hedgesville too is being healthy. So depends on how the rest of the season goes with those injuries to see what they can actually do. It's a tough year for them. They lost a, they lost a lot of production coming into this year. So they had they got some back. They got some added in, a couple of transfers. But all in all, Jefferson handled business the way they should have. Speaking of one of those transfers, according to his Twitter, Aiden Fleming recorded 26 tackles in the game, which is insane. Three tackles for yeah. a loss. Yeah, I saw that. I saw him say 26. I saw somebody else say 25. I'm not too sure. And I'm right now looking to try to see if it would be a record or not in the state. He said it's a single game record. I don't know if that's for Hedgesville his personal record or what the case is there unfortunately but. on the wvswa.org website that has these records i don't see anything for tackles at least on this one so and according to aiden's twitter he's 112 tackles through six games which is also you know insane so um that's you know he's doing a great job which yes, is what we is. expected with him going over there to hedgesville that he would have a big season for them but Unfortunately for the Eagles, they do fall 28 nothing. There's still, you know, a chance that they could find their way into the playoffs, but going to have to pick up some wins in the non-conference and, of course, continue to win some games in conference as well. So we'll have to wait and see how they finish. But moving on, Spring Mills gets a dominating win over Washington, 46 nothing. Not really too surprised about this. Uh, we knew... Washington was a young team trying to build. Uh, Spring Mills has already kind of established themselves as a great team, and they just continue to, you know, play at a high level and look like one of the best teams in the EPAC this year. Yeah, and it'll 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 be nice to have that game for them to build for the rest of the year. And I, this is a playoff team. I think at this point, yeah, you can say that. They are well with along their way to making the playoffs. If they can, you know, get this game against University, that'll be a big one for them. And then after that, they have, they also have Hedgesville still left on on the schedule. So we'll, we'll see how many wins they end up with. But this and when it comes to seeding, how many, if any, home games they can get in. But yeah, that impressive. was the next step that. I- it looks like starting five and one they're going to be a playoff team but can they get to a home playoff game potentially and i think right now looking at their schedule the answer the answer excuse me is yes for this team they are looking really solid i mean we've heard time and time again from coach law this offseason the experience that this team had the commitment they put into the weight room is definitely paying off for the cardinals and 
what they have left. I mean, looks like Frankfurt coming up here this coming week, followed by an away game against University, Martinsburg, Hedgesville. I can see this team being 8-2. The university kind of feels like a toss-up, but I think that's seven. That's seven wins on that schedule. They should beat Hedgesville. They should beat Frankfurt. And then in that university game is a kind of a toss-up to see how you know what their seeding is going to look like. Are the seven and three and eight and two that can make kind of a difference whether you get that home game or not? The university is what three and three. Three and three. It looks like. In 2020, Spring Mills was 5-3 and three during the shortened season due to COVID. So, five wins, though, not something super common with this program. So, already getting to that point, I think it has a chance to be kind of a historic year. They were 8-5 yeah. in, in uh, 2019. So, they had some success toward the ends of the 2010s, but then they got really young. And uh, we've seen some growth over the last two years. And now they are a five-win team again. So... Looking for one of the best seasons in Cardinal history. Right now, it looks possible. Yeah, definitely does. I think so. Let's take a break. On the other side of that break, we will talk. Shepherd footballs. The Rams get a 30-23 win over Shippensburg, and WVU gets a win over TCU 24-21. This segment brought to you by Parsons Ford of Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Visit them at 1400 Shepherdstown Road or online at ParsonsFord.com. Now, back to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. This is more like it, Colin. You're welcome. This is Taylor Swift that I know. I didn't know that other one. That's your fault. Yeah. Well, this is the good stuff. Oh. Careful there. <laughs> Careful. Everything's good. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I forgot we were pro Taylor yes. Swift. Yes, we were pro Taylor Swift sports show. So listen, Dylan's giving this. you the death stare right now. I'm it's just, all good. It's all great. That's just my resting phase. Uh <laughs> but no, that was her anti hero era. Like or I'm sorry. Reputations era. I don't know the eras. Well, you need to learn them, Dylan, because yes. study up. You are a pro Taylor Swift. If we're gonna be if we're gonna get Taylor Swift on the show, we gotta study up. We gotta mm-hmm. become we said we're gonna become number one. We're not there yet. Yeah. We'll get there though. Are we ranked? Are we in the top twenty five of Taylor Swift sports uh, radio shows? I don't know. We've who decides that? We've devoted quite a the bit AP. of time. Does the WVSSAC <laughs> rank the Taylor Swift sports? In the state of West Virginia, sure, yeah. We have to be up there. Like, the drive with Paul Swan is not topping us (laughs) in Taylor Swift references. I think just these first two segments have put us in the top 25, at the very least. Maybe top 15, 10. I don't even know. Yeah. You know who should be getting more votes in the top 25? Not just us. The Mountaineers. The West Virginia Mountaineers. Yes, all for this. They got some. They got a couple. Not enough. No, not enough. That I agree with, but there's still doubters out there, Dylan. There's still people that, for some reason, don't trust the client. Let me tell you why. And guess what? You're wrong. <laughs> I'll be. I'll be honest with you. I haven't been trusting the climb. Wow. I haven't been. I still, still kind of don't. But listen, 
this team might win nine games somehow still mm-hmm. i don't know it's weird i think in terms of win probability the the metrics have switched around to where they are have a 50 plus win expectancy in the equivalent of a nine and three record now so i think it's oklahoma ucf and texas now i don't think they play texas yeah i was gonna say i wanted to say texas they but don't play texas wrong. which it's there's I'm a thinking. third game in there that they're not expecting it might be baylor. cincinnati it's not even it's not even baylor uh it might be cincinnati but it's something like that but at this point nine wins is achievable houston this week i think should be a win is that this week or next week? Do they have a bye? Oh, bye. yeah, next week. I don't okay. know why I keep thinking it's they have this a bye. Week. Wait, they have a bye. Then they have Houston. Mm-hmm. Then they On have Thursday. Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. To I'm me, saying that's two wins right now. Right, the I way think, this team is playing because at Houston, Houston looks like the worst team in the Big Twelve right now. Oklahoma, them or Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State lost thirty-three to seven to South Alabama. Now, granted, South Alabama not one of the worst programs in FBS. They they actually have a pretty solid program over there most of the time, but by their standard they're not a power five they're not usually beating power five teams not good ones at least so you should be able to win in morgantown against oklahoma state as well so you could potentially three weeks from now be six and one Mm -hmm. which i think at that point you're probably looking at a like high teens ranking if you get there yeah then you got ucf you're dropping you're dropping these probably i don't know It, it most likely, yeah, it seems like UCF should get you at UCF, but I mean, just I mean, based off you just record, beat TCU at TCU. TCU's not that great this year, though. Just based off record, they could win every game except for BYU would be tough and Oklahoma would be tough. Everybody else, they have a better record than at this point. So, But I think the reason why it doesn't make sense that this team is winning and why people don't think that they are good their quarterback play stinks yeah they can't throw the ball but lucky for them garrett green can very much run the ball yes and even then he stopped running because he hurt himself again this past week that's what worries me is will injuries catch up to this team and ruin the season especially on the defensive side which surprisingly has been the best part of this team has been the defense but you got now most likely two starters that are out for the season unfortunately hope they are okay and recover you had two wide receivers before the start of the game it was announced that two starting receivers can't remember the names off the top of my head i'll have to look were dismissed from the team that that's what worries me is injuries for this team catching just, up which is why i like the bye week at this week yeah it just doesn't make mm-hmm. sense though that this team is winning because the way you win in college football is not defense and running the football it is uh, now. <laughs> but with WVU, it is. And it's kind of wild to see this. Uh, but it's been very impressive. Like, to hold this TCU team to 21, to hold Texas Tech to 13. I mean, those were two offenses that were scoring over 30 points per game, and they just shut them down. So, you know, I give credit to the Mountaineers. They're finding ways to win football games. I think their schedule is pretty favorable this is looking like a year that's going to save Neil Brown's job. And then moving forward, Oklahoma and Texas are leaving the Big 12, so it just gets that much easier uh, moving forward, it appears. So, yeah, you know, I think WVU is in a really good spot right now. And 
if I were a fan, I'd be pretty excited about the rest of the season that this can be a maybe not a team that's going to win the Big 12 or anything crazy, but they can at least have, you know, a really solid year I mean, and, and look good. Maybe winning the Big 12 is out of the realm of possibility, but because of the schedule that you have left and the way this team keeps surprising everybody, could you see them at least somehow some way in the conference championship? Well, how's it work? Is there divisions? It's the two no? best teams. Nope, no divisions. They did. I think it, they decided not to. I think it'll be Texas and Oklahoma. Now, I will but give you this. They play each other. They do. But then you would I think at that point it probably Kansas State would be the most like let, let me give you this. I, I will give you this. Bill Connolly of ESPN is SP Plus predict, uh, is currently conference championship odds or the percentage chance to win the the conference for the big 12 it's texas at 38 percent oklahoma at 31 percent kansas state at 17 percent and then it's west virginia at five percent so right as of right now they're they're fourth so you're saying there's a chance that's all i'm saying by the way i don't want people actually being like oh colin's gone off the deep end crazy all bought into this that WVU is going to be in the Big 12 championship. I'm just trying to say you can't count them out. While I'm looking because at things. right now, there's a realm of possibility. Yeah, right now, while I'm looking at things from Bill Connolly, he has his the top six and bottom six teams in FBS this year so far in terms of overachieving or underachieving expectations from the beginning of the year. Top six, starting from one to six, Texas State, has been 15.7 points per game better this year than expected. USF, Georgia Southern, Liberty, Ohio, and then at 13.2, WVU. And then biggest underachievements, the biggest is Pitt at uh, minus 15.6, tied with Wake Forest, actually. And then it's Oklahoma State at at 14.9. So, not great there. I can't disagree because how many of us in this room even thought wvu would be four and run four and one right now i didn't none sneaky though while i'm looking at this the sixth biggest underachiever so far georgia i thought they were gonna lose they there's two games that they've almost lost now i don't know why i shouldn't be number one in the country anymore at this point but reputation yeah it's like you get the benefit of the doubt until you lose basically Unless they had they, a few games like that last year, and they still won the national championship. So they did. That is true too. They weren't quite like this though last year. Didn't they almost lose to like Akron or something? It was like closer than it should have been. I was. I don't think it was quite almost losing, but if I was like a ten point game or something, the chance that that's a was it Chattanooga? They beat Chattanooga. It looks like December twenty first of twenty twenty two by a touchdown. Maybe that's what it was. That is men's basketball. That is men's <laughs> basketball. Why is it men's basketball? I was wondering. I was wondering why Georgia let Chattanooga score sixty points on them. I also was confused yeah, well, as to why Georgia Tech won. I don't know. I just put up Georgia twenty twenty two. Didn't think that football would have been the fir- or basketball would have been the first thing that came Georgia up. For Georgia twenty twenty two could get you all sorts of things. That's fair. Elections, yeah. Typically, it's sports. So, I don't know. <laughs> but anyway. That's not that's not the point of what we're talking about. The point is West Virginia overachieving big time. Nine wins, maybe. More like seven or eight though, probably. 
trying to find the game. Kent I'm State, sure they beat by 17. Kent State is who I was that's thinking the, of. That's the one you were thinking of, yeah. Not yeah, 39-22, they beat Kent State. Yeah, Georgia does screw around. It was around close in halftime, I think. So. Anyway, moving on, though, to more important things like the Shepherd Rams. That's right. And Shepherd able to get a win over Shippensburg, 30-23. to Closer game in terms of the final score, but... I don't think any of us really ever felt like Shepard was going to lose that game, especially in the fourth quarter when they went up by 10 with uh, like 14 minutes left. That was the way that I was going to describe it also, was that it never felt in doubt. It was never really a blowout, but it never felt in doubt either. It was They were up by 14 with you know, five minutes left. Five or even less than that, I think. I mean, Five forty-five, sh- and then they drove down the field and scored with like thirty seconds left. Yeah, that's what I was kind of yeah. getting at. Was Shippensburg didn't put on that last touchdown until under a minute left. Yeah. So the score makes it look a little tighter than it was. I never really. It was what sixty? Was it sixteen to six at the half? Yes. Yes. So that's about how it felt for the for the entirety of the game. Shippensburg's third string quarterback the freshman actually looked pretty good sam stoner so i thought he was kind of crafty yeah considering he was sacked five times yeah yeah i thought the shepherd d line was very impressive uh so that was good to see i mean shippensburg just you look at the size of their team compared to the size of the shepherd team and it's not very close especially when you're comparing the offensive line of shepherd versus the defense of you know, Shippensburg, there's a big size difference there. So, um, you know, that kind of stands out when you're watching the game. But Shippensburg had a good fight in them. It seemed like Shepard, you know, had control of the game for the most part. There were definitely some mistakes, um, but it wasn't as sloppy as the Kutztown game in terms of fumbling and, and throwing yeah, interceptions. There was only, only the one, one turnover. So, so I felt pretty good about it. It was kind of the kind of game that you expected when these two teams play usually pretty close but not like ever in doubt that Shepard's going to win and ultimately they hold on to win it by seven um defense played pretty well I felt like offense made plays when it had to it seems to be the takeaway Barry Hill had a nice game yes he did see Malachi I thought ran the ball really well yeah he bounced back nice yeah 87 net yards uh Jordan Barnett averaged 7.3 in his six carry, so... He's a big back. I like what I saw from him. Eh, Same. Um, And I think Shepard figured some things out this week. Now, Lockhaven, again, this looks like this should be a winnable game. If they don't blow out Lockhaven, then you start to maybe get worried because they beat them 72-7 to last year. Now, Lockhaven looks a lot better this season. They did only lose the East Stroudsburg by 14. Right. They're 3-2. Yeah. it just seems like that should be a game that Shepard wins by at least two or three touchdowns. They should. They did only beat Clarion by one. Yeah. Clarion's kind Typically of in that same very spot as, as Lockhaven. So you should pretty easily, even on the road, be able to beat Lockhaven this week. So something to build on. You still need help. You need some. Kutztown was able to get a tightly contested win with Stroudsburg this week. So you need someone like Millersville to upset Kutztown. So you probably... Lockhaven beat Millersville, so don't have a ton of confidence in that happening. Yeah. I think, I mean, you need two losses from Kutztown, and that was probably one of the ones... You probably needed that one. you need East Stroudsburg and Westchester to beat them. You don't... But at the same time, you don't need to 
win the East to make the playoffs. Yeah, you don't win, need to win the PSAC either. Yeah. So be a playoff team. So. Just win out the rest of your schedule. And you'll probably be in the regionals. Yeah. So I think that's kind of what Shepard needs to do. Just continue to take care of business, continue to get better. It seems like they took a few steps toward getting better in some areas. Some areas still struggling a little bit. Special teams has been awesome. They got a safety. That was big. Um, and I feel like the offense has potential to break out. Just kind of had a few moments here where they didn't look great. But overall, I think they're they're playing pretty good football. Yep. So let's move on. On the other side of this break, we will talk NFL football. Washington Commanders nearly pull off the upset against the Philadelphia Eagles. The Ravens destroyed the Browns with Deshaun Watson out and the Steelers. Probably expected that score to be the opposite against the Texans. This segment brought to you by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store anymore. Cabinets and design bedding, outdoor living, family owned and operated. Visit them at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg or online at Orsini's.com. Now, back to the sports mix on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. It feels like a perfect night to dress up like hipsters and make fun of our exes. It feels like a perfect night. I'm telling you, Taylor's going to come on our show. We're trying, obviously. Yeah, I mean, that's all we can do all we can do yeah is this segment brought to you by Hagerstown ford revolutionizing the car buying experience buy your next vehicle online they'll deliver it too if you don't like it they'll take it back go online at hagerstownford.com as well as the myriad group of ameriprise financial advisors john everson and phil mccoy located at 1270 winchester avenue call them at 304-263-4343 so colin your commanders they were so close but they fell and over time, you wanted them to go for two. Absolutely, you go for two there at the end of the game. I know there's a few people probably that disagree, say, no, you play for overtime, hope that you get the ball, which, yes, they did. But Philly stopped them. You had to punt, which then means all Philly has to do is go out, kick a game-winning field goal, which is that the situation you want, or... I feel like if you're an NFL coach, actually, if you're any coach, you should have a play in that situation, end of the game, two-point conversion, that you like and know 100% in your mind. If we have an opportunity to win, that's what I'm doing. And if it somehow fails, you sound like oh, John well, Hardball. move on. I feel like that's what most coaches should think of, especially Riverboat Ron Rivera. I was highly surprised. Whatever happened. Whatever happened to Riverboat? Exactly. He stinks. Exactly. Abs- absolute coward move. You're in Philadelphia uh-huh. playing against the reigning NFC champions. This is a division rival. It's a big game. Your Philadelphia fans pounding down on you with the noise. Already pissed One, that you upset them last year. One play, two yards. 
That's all you need. It sounds great in theory, but then if it doesn't work, we're saying oh, well. that Ron Rivera is an idiot. Why would you go for two? Why wouldn't you play for no, overtime? No, we're not saying You uh, somehow say still that. tied it up in the last second from the 10. You got to rely on a coin toss, get the ball, go they down the, get the field. ball, though. And what do they do with it? That's their fault. Who's to say exactly. they're going to get the two yards so, either? It's better than having to go 80 yards. Yes. I don't know. I mean... The Ravens did this in the past, and everybody criticized them for going for two at the end in back-to-back weeks and well, losing. I also, at the time, said that those people were dumb for complaining because it just hap- it just so happened that it just the play didn't work. It was the right decision. Yeah, you shouldn't be mad about the decision. You should just be mad and say, next time, have a better play. I don't know. I feel like it's 50-50 on both ends. Um, you know... I understand going for two in that situation to an extent, but I also understand playing for overtime and trying to win the game in overtime. They would have had a good, they had a shot to, so it's not like yeah, you had a shot to. But I, I just felt with the momentum too. You just scored with one second left on the clock. That's yeah. it. You get the snap, boom, game ends right there. You wouldn't even have had to kick. You have off. the momentum going. You have the momentum. You should have a play drawn up no matter what at what point in the season in that exact situation to be gently go out there use execute if it goes wrong oh well it's like when will but Greer, if it goes right exactly it's like the will greer situation when back will greer when beat texas wvu beat texas yeah you should have a play to where you get it you know in your mind at least 95 percent confident hopefully 100 percent confident this is what we're doing no matter what. We want to get the win right here, right now. Ended on our terms. Coward. <laughs> I don't know. Beat the Bears this week. <laughs> Hopefully they can beat the Bears. Hopefully. But the Bears looked good, and then they blew it at the end, too, because mm-hmm. they didn't kick a field goal. But that's a story for a different day. Uh, the Ravens beat the Browns 28-3. to Deshaun Watson was out. DTR looked lost to be honest for Cleveland and uh I thought the Ravens looked pretty good besides the one play where Lamar tried to flip the ball into Justice Hill's chest um he played well uh defense has continued to look good again it was a rookie quarterback though in his first start so not much to take away from that but I still think the defense is playing well um overall I think you're happy with the win especially how last week went and against the number one defense in the NFL, he put up 28 points. Lamar made some really good throws. The one touchdown to Andrews was very impressive and uh, good win for the Ravens. Yeah, it was. I was. I was told it seemed like through three weeks the Browns were the best defense of all time. But all of a sudden, you know, Lamar, Lamar, and Todd Monk and, and crew goes down, scores 28 points on him, ran the ball all over him. Lamar Jackson looked great throwing the ball. He's looking like he's in peak form. Like an MVP candidate. Now, to be fair to Cleveland, does it? Arius Smith did go down early in the game. Miles Garrett seemed to be dealing with an injury as well, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, Miles Garrett got hurt around, you know, the time that it was, I think it was already 21 to 3. Yeah. So, but Lamar was dealing. I really like how the offenses looked, even without, you know, Rashad Bateman and Odell Beckham this week. Hopefully they come back soon. It's just through the injuries, they just always seem to power through. Yeah. But it would be really nice to see the team at full strength. It would be. 
I think their depth at the wide receiver position is pretty good now. I mean, adding Aguilar to that mix, having him as your fourth receiver, he's solid. Uh, is is really solid. And now he's the number two. Duvernay as your fifth receiver is pretty good, considering he was you know your number two or three last year. So uh, I like this team where they're at right now. Pittsburgh's looking really bad, so hopefully they can go in and get a win. Um, they need to fire Matt Canada, is what I've heard from everybody that's a Steeler fan, and and they lose thirty to six, and this offense just can't put up points. They haven't had a thirty point game. I was talking to Rob this morning in three years. Well, now also the Ravens this week are going to get to play Mitch Trubisky. Not yep. even Kenny Pick. Kenny Pickett's going to be. Kenny got hurt. Yeah, Kenny Pickett's that's what I was be. just getting ready to get into as he limped off the field after being sacked on a fourth down. So he went out. Trubisky came in. I might rather face Pickett, honestly. I kind of would, too, honestly. It, it sounds like it'll be a week-to-week thing. It sounds like he's going to miss multiple weeks, I should say, but not miss the rest of the season. Right. Somewhere in that middle. But, yeah, the Steelers, boy. I don't know. This I week, think Houston's good. I though. think I do think Houston is better than we, than yeah. we thought they were going to be by a good wide margin. C.J. Stroud looks like he's just coming in right away. And their receivers? Play. I thought their receivers were going to be trash. But Nico Collins is pretty good. Robert Woods is good. Tank Dell is solid. Like, that's not a bad offense that C.J. Stroud is operating in. No, and the offensive coordinator they got from the 49ers under Kyle Shanahan, I believe he was the quarterback's coach, running a running game coordinator, one of those lower assistants yeah. on the – 49ers staff he might have been passing he might have even been a passing game coordinator one or the other but in the end him and D'Amico Ryan's coaching the deep Will, Will Anderson looks really it looks like they absolutely nailed the draft at mm-hmm. the top of it so I, I think and they got Tank Dell who's pretty solid so right they so, a good draft yeah, I, I, I don't think they'll beat that beat out the Jags for the AFC South, but they, they, they look just solid. beat the Jags, so maybe they could. I think I think the Jags are recovering nicely, though. They just needed some things figured out. They'll be all right. Nice bounce back win against the Falcons. By the way, I, was it you that just said I'd rather play Pickett instead of Trubisky? Yeah, I disagree because the Pittsburgh fans hate Trubisky. So <laughs> it's in Pittsburgh. He throws one incomplete pass; they're already against him. So it's basically gonna feel like for Pittsburgh that it's for the Ra- all Baltimore fans there. <laughs> say for the Ravens, everybody's gonna be booing the Steelers. Can't go wrong with Pickett or Mitch, I'd say. Yeah, they both stink. Final twenty seconds. Thank you now to we're lose everybody to tuning in. Uh, hopefully Taylor Swift. Shout out to her too, right, Dylan? But yeah, she's Bishop, tuned in, Nick right? Verzellini, I'm Colin McLaughlin. Signing off here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10 for the Sports Banks.